going to join us okay. in silence. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so good afternoon. Welcome to Spiritpreneur School with Aviola Abrams, where spirited entrepreneurs connect. This is going to be a really exciting conversation. We are talking about meditation, we're talking about muse, and we are talking about the Chopra Center with the esteemed Sarah Harvey, who is the Chief Operating Officer there. Hi there, Sarah. Hi, Aviola. I'm very honored to be on the call with you today, and I look forward to a lively conversation. I do, too. I do, too. Thank you so much for agreeing to this call, especially at such, you know, well, I was going to say a hectic time of year, but actually what you (laughs) and what I teach is that, you know, that all times are kind of, you know, we should always be able to use mindfulness, right, and meditation to come back to our center. Is that correct? That's the beauty of it, right? We can use it any time of day, anywhere, um, completely for free, and, you know, bring us back to a state of calm with really relative ease. So that's the beauty of meditation. Well, let's start at the beginning, Sarah, because I would love for us to have a conversation that is kind of a meditation one-on-one and then talk about news and this exciting collaboration. So what is the Chopra Center to begin with? And people who are interested and maybe kind of familiar with Deepak, what is the Chopra Center? Absolutely. Well, the Chopra Center uh, was founded back in 1996 by Dr. Deepak Chopra and Dr. David Simon, um, a collaborating physician with Deepak. They came out here to San Diego and um, opened the doors of the Chopra Center in La Jolla, California in 1996. And then in 2001, we moved up to Omni La Costa Resort in Carlsbad, and we're located on their property now. The Chopra Center is... um, a hub, it's a, it's a global source for pioneers, visionaries, scientists, and industry experts to come and collaborate and dialogue and converse about yoga, meditation, Ayurveda, and consciousness. So we really bring about the, um, the best in this industry to, to come to the center And, of course, we have large-scale seminars. We have small, intimate wellness weeks. Um, We have a variety of products. Uh, We have teacher trainings. And and all with some of the most well-respected minds in the industry. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I would love to ask you about the journey, Sarah, between then and now. It is really interesting, as you said, that you the, the the center was created in 1996, and at that time, I remember the idea of Ayurveda or meditation or yoga being kind of a fringe thing. That I'm fortunate enough that my father introduced me to this work, and at that time, I was in college. Um, but so much has changed from the time that Dr. Simon and Dr. Chopra created the center to now when, unfortunately, well, you know, Dr. Simon is no longer with us to see. And do you feel like we've reached a critical mass with meditation and yoga and this work? You know, um, very much in alignment with what you just said. Uh, When I began with the Chopra Center back in the year 2000, you know, sometimes people would walk past our door and wonder what was going on in there. And just as you said, 
you know, meditation and yoga were 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 fringe um, experiences, and and to be honest with you, there was some fear associated with them. But you know, thanks to yoga, is what I would say, um, and yoga coming to the West and becoming very mainstream and a comfortable and and very accessible practice for everyone here, there was all that sort of fear disappeared. And so now you have a yoga studio on almost every corner. And then the next wave has come rolling in, which is meditation. And again, you know, there was quite a bit of fear as little as 10 years ago around meditation and and what it meant and what it was. But, you know, I, you know again, thanks to technology, uh, meditation, that wave is now cresting. And, you know, we see... Um, CEOs of big companies, we see um, famous actors and actresses, we see mothers, we see um, maybe sports athletes, we see them meditating, right? We see them embracing meditation as a way to, you know, be better at their job or to do better in sports or, you know, to have more calm and peace in their life. And so everything has really come mainstream with meditation now. And and I think that, you know, the next wave that's coming is Ayurveda, this this preventative healthcare system from India. And um so it's a really, really exciting time to be in this industry. And thanks now to technology, we're able to take this meditation practice and bring it out to literally everyone in the world. And and so it's a very exciting time to be in this industry. And the change that we have seen over the past 10 years, which is a very short period of time, is um, is really monumental. It is monumental, and it is a very exciting time, Sarah. What do you think that people were afraid of back then? You said that you, you mentioned how people were sort of afraid. What were they scared of exactly? You know, I think in the absence of education, in the absence of information, sometimes fear resides. And so, you know, people um, have been afraid of meditation for religious purposes, concerned that perhaps it's contrary to their religious practices. Um, people saw it really as something foreign, right? And, and you know, when you don't understand something, sometimes fear rises up. And so I think that's really the only thing that was going on. But the beauty of it is that meditation has has risen up um, as a way to quiet the chaos in your mind, as a way to reduce stress, as a way to create more peace, both for yourself and for those around you. And the, nobody's opposed to that. You know, everybody actually wants more of that in their life. And I think what I find, too, is that once someone begins to practice meditation and they learn about it, all the fears go away. All the fears go away, and in fact, it actually enhances their own current spiritual practice, whatever that is. It doesn't run contrary to it, but it actually supports and augments that spiritual practice and deepens it. Ah, okay. So that's a really beautiful way to put it. So then, Sarah, in the interest of that education, let's get into definitions and, and just put the be clear about what is Ayurveda, what is yoga, and what is meditation. And I want to point out, you know, that it's serendipitous or synchro destiny, as Dr. Schofer would say, that today is actually the birthday of 
BKS Iyengar, who is the the founder of many people see as the father of you know modern yoga as we see it. So please share with us what are the the definitions of Ayurveda yoga and meditation. Great. Let me keep it very simple uh, because those are topics that we could talk about all day long. But meditation is simply accessing the quiet in your mind and in your spirit that's already there, right? It's creating some space between the sixty to 70,000 thoughts that we have every day because in that space is where you find the source of creativity, the source of inspiration, the source of spirit is right in that space in between all those many thoughts. And when you can access it, you create a deep, deep sense of self-awareness. So literally, meditation is accessing the silence in your mind and in your spirit that's already there. Okay? Yoga is a Sanskrit word. And Sanskrit is this language, this ancient language that predates Hindi. And it literally means union. Union of mind, body, and spirit. And when yoga came out here to the West, you know, it really expressed itself um, in, in asana, which means the poses, right? But yoga is the poses and much more, right? It's that union of mind, body, and spirit. Um, one of my yoga teachers described it to me as going home. And um, it has that effect on your, on your spirit. So there's, so there's much more to yoga than simply the, the asanas or the poses. Um, and I think over time, especially here in the West, we'll begin to see the increase in the spiritual relationship with yoga and the individual. So that's, that's coming. But that's what that word means, union of mind, body, and spirit. Ayurveda comes from two Sanskrit words, Ayus and Veda. And it literally translates to the science of life or the science of wisdom. And Ayurveda is, you know, what I would call preventative, preventative health care. It's about, it's a system of balancing, a system of favoring and reducing to find a perfect place of balance for your unique mind-body type. So Ayurveda teaches you to listen to that listen that your body gives you when something's not right or something's out of balance. Unfortunately, today, we tend to listen more or we tend to not listen, actually, until we get, you know, sucker punched, right, which is when we get disease, we get illness. But a long time before that, the body was tapping us on our shoulders saying, hey, something's not quite right. So when we begin to listen to that, which is what Ayurveda teaches, we begin to be able to have the tools and the abilities to bring ourselves back into balance like that, right, very quickly and with minor small changes in our life. So the, the, you know, the combination of meditation, yoga, and the, the teachings of Ayurveda or the practices of Ayurveda um, really lead to, you know, a, a healthy, vibrant lifestyle. Yes, yes, I think well said. I think that that will be 
very helpful for many people. And if I could just ask you, Sarah, a personal question, what brought you to this work in, in around the year 2000? How was it that you found this work? <laughs> you know, it's a curious story, I will tell you that. Uh, I was with the airline for many years, um, moved to San Diego for a guy, and initially my desire to work at the Chopra Center was because I could ride my bike to work. I had vaguely, I had vaguely heard of Deepak. I didn't do yoga. I didn't meditate. I did, certainly didn't know anything about Ayurveda. But you know what? When I when I began the job, and I think they were looking for some folks with some business experience, and I, I brought that to the table. Um, but when I when I sunk in, you know, and I started learning everything that that is Vedanta or the teachings um, that are shared here. I said, you know what? This is kind of what I think anyway. This is this is this is in alignment with my own personal belief sets. It's a slightly different way of expressing it because I hadn't familiar familiarized myself at all with any kind of Eastern practices. But you know what? I, it, it wasn't a stretch for me. It wasn't um, strange. It wasn't um, you know as foreign as I thought it was going to be. It actually was like, yeah, that's. That's what I think anyway, and, and and everything I was learning was like, yeah, that makes sense, or 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 well, that's the intuitive thing, right? And everything was like that, and so I literally, um, I I couldn't help but love it. I couldn't help but want to make it my lifestyle, and so you know, it's been it's been 16 years, almost 16 years, and and um, I'm still here, so I think it's a good sign. <laughs> I think that's definitely a good sign. Synchro destiny again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that I think that the universe leads you where you need to go. That's what I think. And it's it's one of those cases where I wasn't, you know, I wasn't searching to work at the Chopra Center or searching to work for Deepak, but you know, honestly, I think that there's a divine plan that's a lot bigger than me and my ego, and I think that's where that's how I arrived. Yes. Well said, well said. Well, I had the fortune recently of e-meeting and interviewing Ariel Garten, who is the founder and the chief evangelist officer uh, behind Muse, the brain-sensing headband. Tell us about your collaboration with Muse. Well, you know, I if you don't know this already, Deepak is um, a lover of technology. And his mission, which is our mission at the Chopra Center, is to reach one billion people with the message of consciousness, with the message of meditation. So, you know, Deepak is a big thinker. He is a visionary. He's a pioneer. He, he's, he's always looking for new and unique ways to fulfill his mission, right, to reach these one billion people. And... You know, thankfully, part of the evolution um, of yoga meditation in our world today is technology. <clears throat> so Deepak, and Deepak, one of his, one of the great things that he does is he's a connector. He's able to bring you into contact with literally anyone you would like. And that's one of the very fun things about working with him. So he's he's forward-thinking 
He's an early adopter of all technologies. And, you know, and of particular interest to Deepak and the Chopra Center is anything, you know, related to meditation, related to yoga and Ayurveda. And so Muse um, took this great technology, right, and partnered up with Deepak um, and said, hey, let's, let's use technology and meditation to, to measure, right, to measure what's actually happening when people meditate. You know, there's, there's still, people meditate and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll finish their practice and say, oh, that was a good meditation, or that wasn't a good meditation, or, oh, I was so disturbed by all the noise, or, you know, they, everyone has an evaluation after their meditation. But you don't, you don't really know, right? You don't really know for sure. And I think one of the things that Deepak initially liked about the muse was that, you know, you can get into this meditative state and then literally look down at the app and say, what did that look like? What, did I, what was going on in my brain during that meditation? Was I calm? Was I not calm? You know, was I disturbed by the environment? Was I not disturbed? And so so it's great, right? And, and you know, there's... There's late adopters, there's people that are a little, you know, maybe maybe uncertain about meditation or kind of holding off saying, hey, does this really work? And, you know, when you get, when you put the headband on, you actually finish your meditation and you see, you see what was going on. You see if you were in a state of calm, you see if you were neutral or active. So it, it does a couple of things. It makes meditation fun, but it also gives you some validation for what happened during the meditation. And that's very reassuring to a lot of people. And I think it acts as a support system for a meditation practice. I love the way that you phrase it with the giving of the validation. I hadn't thought about that part of it before. I think that, that, is, that that's very valid and will mean a lot to a lot of people because we do like the satisfaction of feeling some sort of completion. And with meditation, most people are like, they don't know. They sit there yeah. and they're like, frankly, I don't know what, what's going yeah. on. What, what am I supposed to be doing? And that yeah. sort of thing. So, so Deepak has actually used the Muse headband. Oh yeah, definitely, oh, definitely. Great. Yeah, and 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 now we have it here at the Chopra Center as well, and we make it accessible to our guests who can come and just try it if they want to, right? If they just want to, because it's one of those things you kind of want to try. You want to say, wait, what is this, and how does it work for me? You know, and do do is it you know is it is it making a difference? So we let people try it here. Um, we have it at our big events, um, and Muse will partner with us and and have somebody there so they can you know, do, a, do an experiment right there on site. And you know what? Every time we have them here, they, they sell out of the devices. So it's terrific. Oh, that's great. And you personally, Sarah, have used the Muse as well? I have, yeah, yeah. Can you can yeah. you share with us your personal experience, maybe the first time using it, and, you yeah. know, how it has been for you since then? Yeah. So it's, um so you go through this process, really, to get, to get going on it, right? So you... There's a headband, and so you you so this is a point for women, right? And it's important because in the beginning I was kind of trying working through this and trying to figure it out. So actually, if you put your hair up in a ponytail and you get it out of the way, because you don't want the headband to be blocked in any way by your hair, right? So you set this headband across your forehead and around your ears, and you get a good connection going. There's five touch points on the headband and you make sure that all the five points are are connected and you can see as you as you you know you're looking at the app you got the headband on your head 
and the, and you're connected via Bluetooth, and you're seeing whether all the touch points are connected or not. And then, you know, if they're not, then you make little adjustments, right, until you get it all connected. And then you see a circle. It means they're all connected. And then you go on to the next part. The next thing is that it, it basically calibrates your brain waves in an active state. So Deepak will take you through, you know, three exercises, and he'll say, okay, think of whatever comes to mind when I say the word fruit. Think of whatever comes to mind when I say the word clothes. And you go through this, this sort of 60-second process where the headband is calibrating your brain waves in this active state. And then you can select. Now, Deepak has done custom, um, custom content for the Muse and on the app, and that custom content is only available through when you buy this headband through, through Chopra Center. So you got to do that to get the Deepak content. But then <clears throat> you select, you can select from a few different backgrounds, right? So there's like a rainforest background. There's a, like an ocean background. There's a desert background. And, and these are all the sounds that, that are going on while you're meditating. So you select it. You can also select it how much time you want to meditate, three minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes. You can set a custom, 45 minutes. So it's great because you can, you can practice at, at longer and longer intervals if you so desire or keep it short, right? So that's nice because not everybody has 45 minutes to meditate. So you set the time you want, and then you begin the experience, right? And so you close your eyes, and Deepak guides you through a counting exercise. So it's, if you've never meditated before, this is perfectly fine for you, right? Because you don't need a mantra. You don't have to be an experienced meditator. It's, it's literally for anyone. <clears throat> and so he takes you through, and the background noise starts, right? Like I just did the one this morning that was the rainforest. And so it's, there's a little bit of water sound, a little bit of bird sound. And as you close your eyes, right, he, he walks you through this counting process. And one of the beautiful things about this app is that there's this basic step-by-step -step process that leads you through from the time you put the headband on till you're setting up the app until you're in the meditation. So, again, I'm telling you for the novice, if you just follow the steps one by one, it's really easy. Then, the, then you are, and you're always focusing your breath on this counting, right, from one to ten. And then these sounds start, right? And the, 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 brain, the headband is, is monitoring your brain waves and the activity of your brain waves. And as your mind gets busy and you begin to disassociate or move away from the counting, right, and the breath, the noises from the rainforest begin to augment, begin to get louder. So now you hear birds, and now the water is running a little louder. And, and, it, and, it, and it's this very subtle way of saying, uh-oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting distracted, right? So come back, come back to the counting. And then that allows your mind to settle back down, right? So you're going through this whole process, right? And as is the case, when you meditate, it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to have thoughts. So that's a normal part of just about any meditation practice. And then you finish, right? <clears throat> then you go on the app, and it has a whole tra tracking thing for you where you actually get to look at 
your brainwaves as they as as they were experienced during this whole meditation process, and you'll get categorized into calm, um, neutral, or active. And and so you see, you're like, wow. And in fact, just the one this morning, I was at 76% of the time I was in calm. Okay, and then I could see that for about three or four seconds, I went right up into active. And then I can go back a little bit and say, wow, that was at minute two. Now, what was going on right there, you know? And so you actually can challenge yourself by using this app and looking at the tracking and saying, okay, I'm going to work on getting to 80% calm for my next one, right? So it's it's really fun. And, um, you know, and it's just an ability to, to measure your meditation. Oh, this sounds wonderful. I have... They sent me the Muse headband, and I have the other app. I have to get the app that you have and that I want to reiterate for our listeners that if they want the app with the new content created by Deepak Chopra, that they have to purchase the Muse through the Chopra Center, correct? That's right, the the headband. That's right. Yep, and then the app is free. So anybody can download the app right now. But if you want to get the free content from Deepak that's on the app, you go and you buy the headset through the Chopra Center store, and then you get a code, and the code will let you um, purchase the or will let, give you access to Deepak's content, which is great. And I think there's an intention to continue to build out um, more content with Deepak and to really continue to collaborate with Muse. Oh, wonderful. Well, I have one question left for you, Sarah. I have to just tell you, first of all, you're a natural teacher. The way that you explain everything is so clear and so wonderful. So either the Muse headband is working or you were already fabulous. (laughs) It's a little bit of both, maybe. (laughs) Both. So if someone is listening and she says, you know, well, wow, Sarah, that that all sounds great, but, you know, why do I need to do this? I don't need one more thing in my life. What are the benefits of meditation in my daily life? Can you please explain what those benefits are? And then maybe perhaps, you know, a lot of people also ask me, you know, they say, well, what's the difference between meditation and maybe just relaxation or deep thinking or concentration or self-hypnosis? So can you please elaborate on that? Absolutely. So, um, you know, meditation has been studied a lot recently, scientifically studied. And there's hundreds of studies that have been done validating the benefits of meditation. So this is, just so you know, what I'm sharing with you is not um, my thoughts on it, but really what science is saying about meditation. And Meditation, number one, is a stress reduction technique. And who doesn't need that, first of all? Um, You know, meditation is, let me tell you even from from my work experience, right? What I find in my meditation practice is that I'm actually able to be a better leader because of it. Well, why is that? Because when I take time each day to quiet down, to listen, right, to listen for the answers that are already there but aren't rising up because I'm so clogged up with thoughts and fears and ego-related conversations. When I take time to quiet down, I realize that 
There's an infinity of answers. There's an infinity of solutions. There's an infinity of possibilities and opportunities. And that within that quiet, that's where I find all that inspiration. That's where I find all that creativity. And as a leader, when you can tap that, literally you're limitless, right? You're, you're able to, to lead from a place of the soul rather than a place of the ego or a fear-based or a constrained leadership style. You're actually able to lead from a place of spirit, which is a fundamentally different style of leadership. So, you know, and, and, and everybody has a lot of stress in their lives these days. Everybody has a lot of things on their to-do list, you know. Um, and so meditation just helps you to keep what's important at the forefront. And, um, you know, it, 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 it puts you in contact with who you really are, you know, at a soul level. It puts you in contact with that deep, eternal aspect of yourself. And um, there's richness in that, right? There's peace in that. There's harmony. There's laughter. There's love in that. And, you know, all we really want on this planet is to be happy. All we want is to get our needs met and be happy. And meditation, for me, is the best way to achieve that. The best way. Well said. Well said. I think that this was such a juicy conversation. Thank you so much, Sarah. Please tell us one more time where to find the Muse uh, personal meditation assistant on the Chopra website. How can people get it from you? Absolutely. So thank you, Abiola, for having me in this conversation. It's been really uh, engaging and fun. And if anyone is interested in the Muse headband, uh, I want to encourage you to go to Chopra.com, visit our store, and um, you literally can just type in Muse to the search, and it'll pop right up for you. And um, it's it's easy, and it's fun, and it's great, you know, really for beginners or experienced meditators. It's really something fun. It is fun. I concur. I can definitely sign off on that. Thank you so much again to Sarah Harvey. Thank you to the Chopra Meditation. Well, I was going to say the Chopra Meditation Center, but it's just the Chopra Center. And thank you to the folks at Muse for making this happen. And to you who are listening, I say namaste. Talk to you soon. Namaste, Adiola.